This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Thursday, February 16th. Tyler Perry, concerned about the impact of rising real estate taxes, is donating $2.75 million to senior citizens in the city of Atlanta to ensure they stay in their homes. Perry, who this week came in third among the world's top ten highest-paid entertainers by Forbes, reached out to Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens a few weeks ago to provide assistance for those residents on fixed incomes who could lose their homes if they couldn't pay their taxes. He's going to pay the back property taxes for 300 low-income seniors in Atlanta, and the assistance will cover city, county, and school taxes. Perry will also cover any increase in taxes over the next 20 years for 100 low-income seniors. He has already donated $750,000 for the first year to cover the back taxes and any increase in property taxes, and has pledged $500,000 each year over the next four years to ensure the seniors don't pay any more in such taxes. The funds will be administered by Invest Atlanta Partnership, the nonprofit wing of Atlanta's Economic Development Authority. In other news, runoffs would be eliminated after Georgia general elections as long as a candidate wins at least 45% of the vote, according to a Democratic-sponsored bill filed Wednesday. It's the first proposal introduced this year to do away with runoffs after U.S. Senate races went into overtime both last year and in 2020. Democrats John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock swept those three runoffs, The legislation, House Bill 419, would end Georgia's requirement for runoffs when no candidate wins a majority in general elections featuring Democratic, Libertarian, and Republican candidates. Instead, candidates would be elected if they receive a plurality of votes cast, which is similar to how most states decide elections. Georgia is one of three states, along with Louisiana and Mississippi, that mandate runoffs after general elections when no candidate receives at least 50% of the vote. No other state requires runoffs after both primary and general elections. Up next, passenger counts at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport surged 24% last year, the busiest year since the start of the pandemic, but not quite back to 2019's record traffic. The rebound at Hartsfield-Jackson coincided with a boom in air travel, as cooped-up leisure travelers and grounded road warriors returned to the skies. Delta Airlines and other carriers are expected to return to busier flight schedules in 2023. Hartsfield-Jackson handled 93.7 million passengers in 2022, up from 75.7 million in 2021, and a pandemic low of 42.9 million in 2020. The Atlanta airport still hasn't seen traffic recover to pre-pandemic levels. In 2019, the airport handled a record 110.5 million passengers. And Georgia Republicans are proposing prohibitions on classroom discussions about sex and gender, re-engaging in a cultural conflict that dominated state education policy last year, but has been mostly absent so far this year. The prohibitions in Senate Bill 88 would apply equally to public and private schools, and in many cases to other places that oversee children, such as camps. Teachers and others overseeing children under 16 would be prohibited from providing sex education without parent consent, a major shift for schools that must by law offer sex ed. They also could not discuss sexual orientation or gender identity other than the child's biological sex absent consent. SB 88 threatens loss of tax-exempt status for nonprofit organizations and withholding of funding for public schools. 
Republican Senator Cardin Summers, the bill's primary sponsor, said the legislation would require that parents be told what their children are learning, though he said he's working on an amendment in cases of suspected abuse at home. Spoken Layer